1: In the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Wow. Oh, God bless the National Football League. This is Purple After Dark. And honestly, we weren't even going to do this tonight. In fact, I was watching Lethal Weapon, drinking some red wine. Declan, you were watching, what, a Becky Lynch documentary or something on Peacock?
2: Can't hear, Declan. I think you're uh, Becky Lynch and Stone Cold were talking crap, and then I, I saw Jim Harbaugh and nugget. I said, "Well, here, here's my attention." You had my curiosity, but now you got my attention. Joe, where are you watching?
1: Some sort of uh, subtitles flick? On no, uh, no,
0: no. I was watching a documentary on a d-
2: disappearance
0: of a, a news anchor in Mason City, <laughs> Iowa, in nineteen ninety-five. The Jody Huesentrout case, which is a oh, legendary, I that as a kid, legendary yeah. case. Yes, yeah, twenty twenty. Kind of creepy? Yeah, it was creepy. On my number one answer sure. for
2: Judd Zolgad Family Feud Bing Board, what was Judd watching? That would be in the top three on, <laughs> a in terms of... A terms, random not, on house, mur- murder that
0: stuff mystery is game. on in our house a lot. I'm, so, I'm going to tell you that right now.
1: This is, uh, this is Purple After Dark, part of the purple daily umbrella of Daily Vikings Entertainment, Speculation, Therapy. If you guys are hanging out with us for the first time because you're just interested in the latest Vikings head coaching search, thank you. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel here so we can spread the word about this community of Vikings fans you guys are helping us build here. Uh, Thanks to Surly. Thanks to TCL TVs. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Here's the latest. I'm going to throw this out here, and then we can go sort of, you know, any which direction you guys want. The headline is the Minnesota Vikings are flying Jim Harbaugh in for a face-to-face interview on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Wednesday is National Signing Day. Oh, God. If you're wondering whether Jim Harbaugh is serious about returning to the NFL and serious about the Vikings job, and he's also in the mix for the Dolphins job too, he is skipping National Signing Day to come to Minnesota to interview as a finalist for the Vikings head coaching job. Uh, I'll buzz through these other ones real quick in yeah. the weekend, the week time. Oh, yeah. uh, Kevin O'Connell and Raheem Morris have both interviewed in Los Angeles. The Vikings yeah. completed those interviews, are are doing so as we speak. It's it's all going to be done today with Kevin O'Connell and Raheem Morris. D'Amico Ryan's the Niners defensive coordinator has withdrawn his candidacy, and according to uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, he says my understanding is D'Amico Ryan's really just isn't in a rush to leave a good situation in San Francisco. He wants to be a head coach one day and appreciated the chance to talk with the Vikings. Should be one of the hottest names in next year's coaching cycle. And then Pat Graham, the Giants defensive coordinator from the Bill Belichick coaching tree, is set to interview as a finalist in person, I believe tomorrow in the Twin Cities. So Pat Graham, Mm -hmm. defensive coordinator Giants, Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator Rams, and former head coach and pass game coordinator. Kevin O'Connell, offensive coordinator Rams, and Jim Harbaugh are your four finalists to be the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. It's at times like this that
0: I I need a a crystal ball, but I don't have one, so I've got a crystal surly. I'm just going to rub it and say, oh, great, surly, what do you think is going to take place? Because this is wild and wacky. Okay, so on Harbaugh, I think we all now can agree that, while it's not a slam dunk he's going to get this job he is as far as i can tell i think it's safe to say he is going to leave michigan and he is either going to get this job or the dolphin's job but what's weird is so far piecing him together with with the dolphin's job is a little bit difficult right Um, It's all very, like,
1: mysterious.
0: Yeah, and and it's sort of like, well, the Dolphins wouldn't steal him away, but maybe they would if the Vikings got involved, because that that means that he's going to leave the college ranks. If he's going to leave anyways, then I guess maybe we We are in. I think it's time that we... I think it's time that we start to see this. And, and I know that we all think, oh, Jim Harbaugh is not going to come here. We're being used again, because we always seem to get used. Um, but this seems to me to be, he continues to go farther and farther down the road, right? Like, okay, I'll come talk to you now. And I'll—and at some point in time, I think we just have to own up to the fact that he might, I don't know exactly why, want this job. Um, I've heard that, and I, I believe Dugues said, the same thing i've heard that the other choice and the harbaugh thing i don't know exactly i've heard that they like kevin o'connell the rams non-play calling oc a lot uh and they did talk to him today so i am wondering if the reality just spitballing here of this job is o'connell or harbaugh um and and uh Kwesi is tied into both uh he obviously was in an in a director i think of research role with the niners when harbaugh was there but that was probably a little bit more distant because like he he was just starting in the business and jim was the coach uh the o'connell tie-in with quasi to me is more intriguing yeah 2016 o'connell had like a entry-level coaching job there
1: special projects coach
0: yeah and quasi was was, so like i bet that they they worked side by side my point being is um it wouldn't surprise me at all if quasi was leaning towards o'connell and didn't mind the thought of of harbaugh but the harbaugh thing i just keep going back to i am willing to bet the wilfs are so intrigued because this i mean can you imagine the attention uh Right or wrong, good or bad, can you imagine if you parade Jim Harbaugh, Phil, up to the podium on Thursday or Friday and say, okay, folks, here's our coach, that is going to get quite a bang. <laughs> oh, That's, and I think the Wilfs, I'll go back to what I keep saying, I think they
1: love that. So, oh man, so, okay, Harbaugh, O'Connell, Raheem Morris and Pat Graham, of those four guys, Jim Harbaugh is the surefire if you want to win games, Jim Harbaugh's the guy. You're gonna you're gonna win you're gonna finish above five hundred much more often than not with Jim Harbaugh. And yes, I know that he's quirky. I know that he's been like a three, four, five year and then burnout guy at almost every place he's been, both college and pro. Sure. He's got a bizarre personality and uh and there's been some disputes between him and management both in college and most notably and famously in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He is not Mike Zimmer. I just wanna I just wanna make that clear. And we talked about this, you know, we did a couple episodes of the weekend about Jim Harbaugh. Yes, they're both a little older and they're both perceived as being a little bit more grizzled. Alex Boone, who's gonna join us tomorrow on Purple Daily for his regularly scheduled visit, has really helped characterize the difference between Mike Zimmer, who he played for. And Jim Harbaugh, and that Harbaugh is much more of a player-friendly coach, much more of an offensive innovator than Mike Zimmer would ever dream or want or care to be, right? Mm-hmm. And and for at least the first two or three years in San Francisco, when they were you know going to the NFC Championship game, and then they were going to a Super Bowl, he had that locker room all in us against the world, us against opposing teams, us against the league, even us against doubters in the front office, like it was everyone in the same boat together, even though. You know, he can be a little abrasive sometimes. He had everyone going in the same direction. Mike Zimmer hasn't had that in years with the Vikings. There's been offensive, defensive rifts and coaching staff rifts and turnover and everything for four or five years. And so I just, you know, I'm not saying that that Jim Harbaugh wouldn't come in and, you know, potentially cause some ripple effects and some tension in the organization, but he is not Mike Zimmer. You wouldn't be replacing Mike Zimmer with another, like, abrasive you know, hard to get along with coach from a locker room perspective. Jim is a much better team builder from everything that we have heard than Mike Zimmer is. I still go back to this question, though. What do they want to do in 2022? Are they going to try and run it back and just because, you know, there are ways to get under the cap. If you want to restructure a couple contracts and you know, I don't know how you can get under the cap enough to, to pull off a couple big free agent signings to fix your center problem and your right guard problem and you know, you may have an edge rusher problem, but if, if if the Wilfs are looking at this and potentially uh quasi and saying, Hey, a better coach, a more offensive minded coach is gonna squeeze more toothpaste out of this tube, yep. Jim Harbaugh has a winning track record. This team should have won eleven games. Let's go, let's do it. Let's just bring a better coaching staff in. Like I I just I don't love the idea of running this back. I think you should clear the way for two thousand twenty three. I don't know that Jim Harbaugh would be down for that. And those are some of the things we need to find out in the next couple of days, I guess. <laughs> so I I think crazy probably thinks exactly
0: like you do, and probably has said that. The Wilfs, man, I think that this intrigues them, and and the reality is there's never a time, and and this is this is great as fans. There's never a time that they do not want to win, and so. My sense is, is that this crept up as an opportunity that they didn't think was there until, like, the last week or so, okay? And then it's like, okay, th- this guy, to your point, Phil, this guy is not Mike. Um, one, one, he, he has had great success in the National Football League with quarterbacks. That's a yes. huge difference. Alex and Smith,
1: Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. He, he developed Andrew Luck at Stanford. Yes. So
0: you, So he could say, give me one more crack with Cousins. And if that does does not work, give me a new quarterback. We'll draft I, one. Kellen I Mond, am told I'm here,
1: home. since we're sprinkling some uh, nuggets in here. Yep. Here, let me let me Try do this justice. Out. Here, there we go. There we go. Right. There we go. Much better. Speculation. Right. I am told in his homework that he's been doing on the roster mm-hmm. that Jim is very much intrigued by Kirk Cousins' accuracy and and by the work that he was able to do with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick and Andrew Luck in college, that he looks at Cousins and says, you know, just as a football coach looking at a quarterback, yeah, there's a lot to work with there. Now, organizationally, you might say, yeah, there might be a lot to work with, but that $45 million cap hit is a lot to work with too, too much to work with, and we feel like there's enough teams desperate for quarterback help that we could get a first-round pick for him, in which case, are you okay, Jim, with Kellen Mond, maybe a first-round, second-round draft pick, and a bridge quarterback that we find to be determined, whether it's a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Marcus Mariota or someone like that. Would he sign up for that job? Minus, I could, I could see why he, as a football coach, a quarterback whisperer, would sign up for a job to work with Kirk Cousins. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, I get one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the world. Yep. There's still some upside to tap into there. Would he sign up for the job if it didn't involve an answer at quarterback? That's the question. The more I think about that
0: question, the more I personally think, no, I think he would say, give me one more shot with Kirk. I really do. Um, but so the Harbaugh factor and potential hire from all ends would be great fun. Cause I mean, it could be spectacular. It could be a spectacular failure. What it would not be is boring. Um, do I think that the Vikings if they go with Harba are going to have the answers to the questions Phil that you just broached? No, I don't. I think they think they might, but they they won't. Which again, the sensible me says O'Connell or a guy like that makes more sense. Like like the sensible, you know, 22 um don't try and stink, but if you're not good, you're going you're going to develop things, shop Kirk Like, all of that makes more sense. If it's Harbaugh, my guess is that they don't have the answers to the questions that you are bringing up, that they're going to try and piecemeal those things together. But what they're going to say is what you said at the top of the show, Phil, which is he can win. And he can win now. And we are going to move tickets we are going to have excitement. I mean, these people went and <laughs> oh got God, Brett dude. Favre. Like, they I went know. and got Brett Favre. So we they, can't they discount. Are they don't think like we think, which is good and bad. But, I mean, they they have gone and gotten Randy Moss. They have done things that, that are equally as big as this, or in the case of Brett Favre, bigger. So So do they always think it through, probably as logical as they probably should? no um but what they do think is this is the way to get the attention and this league across the board boys it's about one thing right it does a marvelous job of grabbing its fans and shaking them and saying here's something that's
1: going to get your attention don't you find it interesting you guys though that like jim harbaugh is being looked at as this polarizing risky oh you better be careful you know he's He's a little bit odd and he's a little maybe old school and it can be kind of a risk. Well, Kevin O'Connell's like 37, never been a head coach, right? It doesn't call plays. He's he's right. in the mix in large part because Sean McVay is his boss and because there's been a couple other guys that Sean Zach McVay Taylor. has produced, Zach yeah, Taylor, absolutely. Matt LaFleur, you know, that's a risk. Raheem Morris, I like Raheem Morris, by the way, but you no, know, he got fired in Tampa 12 years ago. I think he was set up to fail there because they stripped their payroll down and a bunch of veteran players left. And then he actually still won 10 games, but you know, he was deemed as a failure as a head coach. Like everyone on this list here Kevin O'Connell, Jim Harbaugh, Raheem Morris, Pat Graham, even D'Amico Ryans before he pulled his name out of the ring. Mm-hmm. They're all risky to some extent. The one that's actually the least risky in terms of will you win games is Jim Harbaugh. Am I nuts? Not immediately, but the pro- <laughs> but so here's my question
0: and it's the question that i have been told for a long time now Rick Spielman asked to Brad Childress when he traded for Moss my question to the
1: wilfs is this can you control him can you or can you, Deal can, with you can you can you not try to control him right can you can right you, but i mean
0: are you okay with with him being who he is because ultimately that's him um that's my question can you can you when you have used the word collaboration approximately 5,000 times since January the 10th. Can you take on a coach who very well might at first play nice, but eventually is going to say, here's how I win games, gentlemen. That's my question. Can you control him and can you get him to do what you want? Because I think ultimately with the Wilfs, that often becomes important. Yeah,
1: Dax, go ahead. Jump in.
2: Yeah, I'm curious what he wants to do at the quarterback position because when he was in San Francisco, obviously he plugs in Colin Kaepernick after Smith goes down. They go to the doorstep of being on uh, um, winning a Super Bowl. He then has a couple more playoff wins. They shut down Lambeau Field a few times. Good for Colin Kaepernick. He then signs, I believe, like a six-year, $110 million deal. His cap hit goes up. Niners kind of stall out a little bit. Harbaugh management gets a little bit stale there, and he flames out and he goes to Michigan. And of course, you know, college football, NFL, very much a, a different ball game there, but like Michigan hasn't had dominating quarterback play. In fact, like they don't look they don't look like a team that is ever going to like put up big gaudy quarterback numbers in the big ten. So if he looks at Kirk Cousins and says, well, like hold on, Kirk has like at least statistically, and just from my thirty thousand foot view, he's probably one of the better quarterbacks I ever had to deal with. Or does he say, Look, I've been able to get it done with rookies. I've been able to get it done with cheaper rosters. I've been find someone else, and I can develop them, which is what he did with Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the Kellen Mon part of it is even more interesting. What does he think of Kellen Mon? Mon was a nice college prospect who put up some nice numbers at Texas a and but is clearly not a finished product. Kaepernick wasn't either. I think his evaluation of what he wants to do at quarterback is probably what can sway crazy. He's He's going to have that conversation with him and try to figure out what do I want to do at quarterback? And are we on the same page? Because I, I think he hasn't told us, obviously. But Kwesi probably has his mind made up of what he wants to do with Kirk Cousins. And if the head coaches that he's interviewing are combating with him on that idea, then he's probably out on those head coaches. So that, I think that's probably the biggest like, talking point the, on, the, on the poker table here of who's going to be the next head coach, and do they see eye-to-eye with Kwesi's plan?
1: Here's another thing, too, on the Harbaugh front. He would almost certainly bring in Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator. Vic Fangio, as either a defensive coordinator in San Francisco, Chicago, or as a head coach in Denver, has produced five top ten defenses in the last ten years. This defense would turn around in a heartbeat if healthy. Now, I I think Mike Zimmer still has some coaching chops on the defensive side. I think injuries were a problem. Zimmer maybe just grew stale. But Vic Fangio would come in here, and the defense would not be a bottom five defense unless injuries ravaged the locker room again. So you wouldn't only be hiring Harbaugh; you'd be hiring Harbaugh plus Fangio, and then get all the benefits of Harbaugh developing quarterbacks. You know, the more I speak about this, like I'm, I'm thinking about the best case scenario of Harbaugh. There's also a chance too. Let's face it; you know, he's been out of the NFL for what eight years, seven, eight years. Something, I think 2014 maybe 13, 14 right was his last year. Yeah, I think that's right. So eight, nine years—that's yeah. a long time. So is it possible that? The, the, think about how much the league has changed in the last even four or five years, right? All the different quarterbacks that are in the league now—the game is a lot different. You know, it's it's basically around the time Mike Zimmer took over as head coach. You'd say the league kind of passed Mike Zimmer by. There is half a chance, if not more, that the league has just evolved beyond what Jim Harbaugh is used to, and you have to factor that in too. Kevin O'Connell and Pat Graham and Raheem Morris have been immersed in the league as it is, and have had at least with the the two Rams coordinators some some pretty decent success over the past few years. Yeah, I just... So,
0: this all f- feels like it's got the ingredients and potential for a, a shotgun wedding of sorts, right? Like, it's just all feels very rushed. And, and again, I'm not going to stop it because it's too much fun. Like, this is great. I love this stuff. Coaching <laughs> searches are outstanding. Um, it's not my Correct. cash.
2: Speculation. And I
0: mean... A podcast at at nine sixteen at night on a Monday because the Vikings might go, you know, and make this move. But I do think that there is something to be said, though. So if if Quazy can make like if this is his thing, right? Like if this is his decision solely, I gotta think he goes O'Connell and, and then tries to lure Graham away from the Giants as the DC mm-hmm. and goes to work on trying to build here. I really have to think that because here's the problem. If you are going to keep Kirk for sure and have any hope of trying to win in 2022, you almost certainly have to extend him, right? Because like that cap, hit's not really doable. Like if if you don't care if you lose football games, it's doable. But if you care about and say Jim Harbaugh is going to coach our team and he's going to win and and Fangio is going to come in and we're going to rebuild the defense for Vic, You can't say, and our quarterback is going to have approximately a cap hit of $45 million. I don't see that. So I will say, in the Harbaugh scenario, if you do the mental gymnastics, I got to think, if he says keep Kirk, they extend Kirk. And now you're sort of going to start to run things back a bit. Again, I think it would be fun to watch. I don't know it's the most prudent, (laughs) smart move for the long-term health here. Dude,
1: it is. But, I mean, I'm not going to – look, it's too much fun. Sorry. It's a blast, man. He is – Jim Harbaugh is – if you're just joining us, here's the latest, all right? And, by the way, if you are just joining us, thank you for hanging out with us on this Monday night as we sit here and uh, go through the latest Vikings head coaching news. It's Purple Daily, Purple After Dark, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. We're popping your comments up on the screen from the Scorn Earth Facebook page and also the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel if you are hanging out with us. And click the like button if you just love this time of year. <laughs> this is so much fun. Great. Um, Jim Harbaugh is going to skip at least a chunk of National Signing Day on Wednesday to interview as a finalist for the Minnesota Vikings head coaching He's got to be done there. He's got to be done there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kevin O'Connell and Raheem Morris, the offensive and defensive coordinators for the Rams, have already completed or are in the process of completing their interviews as finalists in person with the Vikings in Los Angeles. And then Pat Graham, the defensive coordinator for the Giants, longtime Bill Belichick assistant coach, is uh, is going to interview as a finalist in Minneapolis on Tuesday, according to reports. D'Amico Ryans, Niners defensive coordinator, he is out. He has taken himself out as a finalist. Doesn't want to leave San Francisco. Um, On the Kevin O'Connell front, I love the Sean McVay coaching tree. I think it's already a better coaching tree than Bill Belichick's coaching tree in 20 years. He does have a history with Cousins. He was Kirk Cousins' quarterback's coach in 2017 and also the QB coach pass game coordinator Uh, Well, that was the year after Kirk left. He was Kirk's quarterback's coach in 2017 in Washington. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he's been the Rams' non-play-calling offensive coordinator the last couple of years. It feels like the Vikings are leaning offensive here with O'Connell and Harbaugh as their top two candidates, just based on sort of reading the tea leaves and digesting some reports here. But, you know, how much are you worried that they would be targeting O'Connell because of his association to the McVay coaching tree versus actual substance of him as a coach. The Vikings seem to get
0: enamored with things, right? And and I think it probably, right now, helps O'Connell's case that, that he, with Zach Taylor going to the Super Bowl with the Bengals, he was McVay's quarterback's coach the last time that they went and lost to the Patriots. And if you recall, he didn't call plays. Didn't have, I, I believe he had started like as assistant wide receivers coach and then became uh, Jared Goff's position coach. And my guess is the Vikings are saying, hey, th- this guy's a bright guy. He's uh, he's good. And plus the association with Kirk. Here's my question about the association with Kirk, though. So 2017, I believe Washington was 7-9 and nine with um, Jay Gruden there. And Jay Gruden took some shots at Kirk after Kirk left. So my question is: Did O'Connell have a great relationship with Kirk, or did he side with Gruden a bit too? Like that—that's the one I can't decide if that hire would be made to say, "Hey, join the club," and we've still got Kirk, and or if he has said, "Hey, you know what? I'd prefer Kirk be gone." Because I just—if Quazy's gonna crunch the numbers, Phil, and Dex, like he probably is, I can't imagine that he's chomping at the bit to keep Kirk. No. So O'Connell might might say, hey, that's cool. I'd much prefer to try and develop a QB that than to hang on to an expensive one who I worked with in 17 and, by the way, didn't have a great year and then left. So I, I'm not sure it's a given that O'Connell and Kirk, just spitballing here, are are as tied together as it comes off, just because they work together for that season.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's so hard to because you, you know O'Connell knows so much about Kirk, right? Yes. And on one hand, the familiarity could be a positive. You say, I get to come into a situation. I know that I know the quarterback. I know I've already worked with him. We can work together. Would he be blinded by the comfortability of having? You know, you know, Kirk's not gonna. If you have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, you're not going three and fourteen. Like he's he's better than that, right? He's not Jared Goff. He's not he's not gonna shipwreck six Seven games for you like some of these guys. Eight and nine. But yeah. he's never shown the ability to rise above things enough, or to beat great teams, or to perform in prime time. Like he's never shown you that twelve, thirteen, fourteen win ceiling either. I know people blame everything else around him. You know, I just I just wonder that's it's such an interesting not to untangle. Like if you're Kevin O'Connell and you're presented with two choices, hey, the familiarity of of Kirk Cousins or the blank canvas of cap space, a three year grace period to build something from scratch and uh, maybe a draft pick like a Malik Willis that you can mold and uh, and maybe turn him into a, you know a top six guy or something. I don't I don't know what these guys are thinking. I would think that everyone involved would love a blank canvas and a three-year runway to develop someone young and new and cap space for 2023. That's what I would want. Um, But also some of these guys know too that like, listen, if you have one or two bad years, you can just get fired. You're not guaranteed a third year as a head coach or a general manager. And so if you can just get off to a decent start by winning some games with Kirk Cousins and then figure it out from there, then better than starting from scratch. It's easy, to, it's easy for the ownership group to promise you, hey, go draft a quarterback, strip down the roster, and uh, aim for two, for two years from now. But then right. when those losses are piling up, you see a lot of teams in the NFL get very trigger-happy and fire coaches and GMs. So that's another yeah. thing to, to keep in mind.
0: This also go, goes back, back to among the key questions that we don't know the answers to at this point, which is why was Spielman fired after we all knew he was being kept? Um, because we thought certain that he was going to be kept basically promoted out of the GM job, yeah. and then a GM was going to be hired who Rick was going to help. I mean, did Har- Harbaugh get involved here, his name? And Rick's like, oh, whoa, whoa. Um, there there is some there is some real mystery here that I love. Like there are unanswered questions about this process and I don't e- even know that they would rise to the level of having conspiracy theories, but there are some answers we don't have that I think are probably very important in trying to put together what exactly the hell is going on right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So give me, let's start with Declan. Who who would you hire of these four finalists? Jim Harbaugh, Kevin O'Connell, Raheem Morris, and Pat Graham. Who would, who would your guy be
2: and who do you think it will be? I'm I'm trying to really talk myself into the Jim Harbaugh like being all in on it like because I'm intrigued I'm definitely intrigued I'm not like backing <laughs> off tough. on it I'm that's not trying I'm not trying to like poo poo it but the volatility is very very high professionally it'd be an unbelievable blast to cover him because he's insane and I think he'd be <laughs> a lot of fun to just hear what he says after games and practices and it'd be a blast personally the Vikings fandom that's still in me. Uh, I think it could be an absolute disaster. I think it could be an epic chapter in Vikings football for all the wrong reasons, to be completely honest. I st- That being said, I still like Raheem Morris. I think Raheem Morris is still the one that intrigues me the most. And O'Connell, I just, I don't know. There's there's too many question marks there. Uh, yeah, he has a relationship with Kirk. I mean, he was Sean McVay's OC for the last two years. I mean, they were starting Jared Goff and like John Walfred last year, for God's sakes, and they still made it to a divisional round, so... How much was that McVay's influence? How much uh, did Kevin O'Connell also play into that McVeigh offensive genius that is that is LA Rams right now being in the Super Bowl? So I would say Raheem Morris is still my favorite. Kevin O'Connell would be third. Uh, Pat Graham, I don't know. I, I doesn't do anything for Poor me. Poor Pat Graham. It, it is vanilla ice cream. Dude, just a defensive guy with right the Giants.
1: Here. I'm out on the Belichick coaching tree, and I'm out on the Giants coaching staff. Just Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, I'm good.
0: All right, so Graham um i i believe that there's a connection with um with Quazy and O'Connell and Graham so i think that that is primarily to try and and vet his interest in being potentially the DC here um the giants are trying to keep him in that job so that there's a chance that he won't move i am going to go for the good of the franchise move i'm going to go o'connell um um morris harbaugh
1: for that's, my that's, own that's your that's you, yours or
0: that that's what that's what i am for for that's mine for the good of the franchise but for fun, my top choice harbaugh it's easy it could be a disaster, but it's gonna be fun and you're not gonna but it's not gonna be it it's i don't think it's no, it's no, it could blow up like it could blow up in three years bad it could be bad. But, but I mean,
1: Phil. But yeah, I'm. I'm not going to fight it, dude. His. Let I'd me pull this it. up just so I'm not just pulling things out thin here. But I'm pretty sure they went eight and eight in his disaster they burn did. it down season. They did. Like, but I mean like, it like all, the disaster was eight and eight, and they almost made the play. Right.
0: But you're you'd still be back at the point of like it would go bad, possibly real bad internally, which it just did. Like you're trying to avoid this again. But he, he went forty four. I know. Nineteen.
1: Forty-four and nineteen. Hear me! With the hear diamonds. me! I'm saying,
0: bring it on! I'm also saying, for the sanity of the franchise, I think it might be a really bad idea. But as a long-time Viking follower, oh yeah. hell yeah! Okay, and
1: you're right I, the record. I think, I think uh, Judd needs to tell us about Surly before I give you my my mm. two answers here. Right. Oh, and let's I take like a quick this. little little sip sip of something here. A little halftime, not and halftime. Like We're almost done here, but
0: calls for one choice. One choice. There's no search. There's no long. I'm not flying across the country. I am right here and I'm talking about the best beer around. Surly and in particular Surly Furious IPA. This is when when you got a coaching search and right now you got a coaching search and you're thinking to yourself, I need something to drink, Judd. I need something to take the edge off this coaching search. What can kind I of, Surly Furious
1: IPA. It's always there.
0: Unlike the Vikings, it'll never let you down.
1: It won't. All right. I think Harbaugh is less risky than you do, than probably both you guys do. Okay. Because again, he went forty-four, nineteen 19 one. I think the risk is more like how he, it's. God, it's been it's been seven and a half years. Okay. It's a long time in the NFL. So I I I I'm good with Harbaugh. I ultimately I would hire Raheem Morris. I think Raheem Morris. The fact that he won 10 games as a 33-year-old with a Tampa organization that had no real quarterback, that was one of the lowest spending teams in recent NFL history because they were stripping their payroll down, all the veterans on those Gruden teams left. And people have raved about him as a leader, as a teacher, as a motivator, and he has experience on the offensive and defense sides of the ball. I, I I want Raheem Morris to get a second chance. I'm very intrigued. I think it's going to be Harbaugh, <laughs> so I would hire Raheem Morris. I think they're going to hire Harbaugh. I just if have he, a weird feeling. He Why would you fly him in if you're not going to hire him? Yeah, I think yes. Would you fly him in on Wednesday if you weren't hiring him? And he wouldn't fly
0: in. That see that that's the thing is like like we're eventually going to cross a threshold here where where our paranoia about. This is all about the Dolphins' job, right? Like, if he's going to come here, if he gets here, I think there's a very good
1: chance that that he leaves here as the coach. Okay, it, conspiracy theories. Let's keep going down this path of conspiracy theories. Okay, is there a chance?
2: Reckless speculation
1: that, however, the strings are being pulled here, that the interview is set up for Wednesday. Yep. To give the Dolphins 48 hours to make an offer. Might be what the Harbaugh camp is trying to do. That it's essentially Harbaugh's way of saying, All right, I'm taking this interview on Wednesday. By the way, Michigan, I'm taking this interview on Wednesday, National Signing Day, if you don't up your offer.
0: Yeah. And Miami,
1: Miami, I'm taking this interview on Wednesday. You have 48 hours to give me $9 million a year and a seven year guarantee contract or something. Sure. You know, just, it's, oh, yeah. Why not tomorrow? Why not today? They talked on Saturday. Why didn't they talk today? Why tomorrow? Maybe the Vikings already had that LA trip planned, and so they yeah, and okay, I think. But they're, we're gonna... but they're but they're getting back tomorrow. and They're going to talk to Pat Graham in Minneapolis tomorrow. Why not Harbaugh tomorrow? Why I, the cushion? I thought
0: that they were going to stop originally. I thought the plan was to stop and talk to Ryan's on Tuesday in in the Bay Area, but he canceled. So who knows? But yes, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Here's okay. So so. Here's my one potential semi-conspiracy selling point on why O'Connell intrigues me. Raheem Morris, if he gets this job, and he seems like a very smart guy. He definitely learned a ton, and I like him. But he's going to be a guy that gets here and tries to win. It's going to be a second-slash-third bite at this type of job. He's going to try to win. Mm -hmm. I don't know O'Connell at all, but if he's like Taylor is with the Bengals. tank 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 he he and quasi you know o- over a few um seltzers or surly furiouses, might talk about the dream and the dream is the 2019 Bengals, 2 and 14 oh woe is us woe is our team we're to- we can barely get a yard what are we gonna do because don't forget We're being told by people far more draft-savvy than us boys that the 2023 quarterback draft is far superior to this draft. Um, And you know what? If you just allow it to fall apart a little bit, just saying, you just allow it to fall apart, perhaps you don't trade Kirk. You keep Kirk, and you point the finger at Kirk. $45 million cap, and how could we improve? How could we improve? And you fall apart. Zach Taylor did exactly that. And today, he is in day one of a two-week wait to play in the Super Bowl.
1: Reckless speculation. That's so, why
0: O'Connell intrigues me. And and if O'Connell is at all a quarterback whisperer, that's the one thing is. If you do that, you got to be confident that you can hit, which a guy like Rick was didn't
1: have that confidence. Anyway. And, to, and to the point that you're making here, okay? I think I agree with you on O'Connell. I think if they hire O'Connell, it's definitely, all right, we're moving on from Kirk. We're going to bring in a young quarterback, whether it's 2022 or 23. We might
0: not move on from Kirk in 22.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but we're moving on long-term from Kirk. I know. And, uh, and, And we'll go from there. Yep. And if they do put chips on the 2023 table, as of right now, the Vikings are set up to have eighty-one million dollars in cap space before restructured contracts in two thousand twenty-three. Just to put that into context, right now the leading team for cap space this year has seventy-five million. Now there's a lot, There's probably other teams that have more than eighty-one million two years out from now. So I'm, not, I'm you know I'm not saying that they're like in this unique position. Sure. But they haven't had actual cap space in years. They've been kicking the can down the road, and they've had to, like, go back to Kyle Rudolph nine times, you know, restructure that contract. They went back to Chad Greenway last week, I heard. Like, it's, it's – I'm just kidding. But, like – They cut his salary again. <laughs> but I don't work Sorry, for you anymore. We're cutting your K-Pan salary, cutting, yeah. and your Grey Goose or whatever it's called, or Grey Duck. Um, so, they're like, they are – <laughs> If they can just be patient in 2022 and not yeah. get too caught up in like, well, maybe we can just like win 10 games and see what happens. They are primed for a big push in 2023. Jefferson still in his prime. Daniil Hunter might still be here and healthy and in his prime, right? Like they've got a runway here, but are they willing to absorb some blows in 2022 to make it happen? And, and that's what coach I is know. okay with it. O'Connell seems like, and the Wilfs
0: are like, that's my question. Like, are the Wilfs okay with that? Because I think it could be brilliant, but I don't know that they they would get on board. But it makes sense. And and I will say this. So the three people that went to talk to Morris and O'Connell today, according to Dukes, were Kwesi, Mark Wilf, and Rob Brzezinski, who can tell O'Connell
1: all about the cap. And and, and Listen, Rob Kev, is very calculated. Kev, let me uh, let me let you in know, yeah. a little secret here. We're screwed. Yeah, we're screwed, <laughs> but we don't have to be. Full disclosure.
0: Quazy's a genius, and so am I. I'm yeah. just saying, Rob, Rob brings a sensibility to the table that is not a fan's, which is good. Um, and so you could paint a picture of of Quazy talks about the football, Brzezinski talks about the money, and they all agree. And, and if O'Connell says, "I can find the quarterback." with Quazy, that that's getting into a territory that
2: Rick and Mike could only dream about. I feel like Harbaugh is a lot like what I'm sipping on right here, which is tequila, which is very volatile. If you're just having a glass before bed, it's great. You know what you're doing. You're not pushing your limits. You're having one. You're fine. If you have too much tequila, you can be waking up in a pit of despair that you might never, ever recover from. <laughs> Even and Kevin age. O'Connell is that nice domesticated beer. Yep. He's a nice reliable beer that can, that you can kind of nurse for a long time as you figure out what's my options here. I'm going to bring this full circle to alcohol and, and they're still trying to find though. They're surly furious. They're trying to figure out what is the actual thing that they really want that gets this team to win a Super Bowl before we all die. And yes. He is, despite uh, despite my babyish face, I am turning 30 this year, so I am old enough to drink this. I know that's. Mixtape Magic,
0: great, I, I love mixtapes. Yeah,
2: that's my alcohol comparison for this head coaching search. By the way, half a tequila. Hit.
0: Oh, I'm so I'm so torn here between smart and stupid, but stupid could be good. But, it is, it, be so but is it? But is
1: it? Is it stupid to hire Jim Harbaugh? He's 44 and 19 in the NFL. It's not stupid. It is knee jerk. By the way, you want to talk stupid? Or the Jacksonville Jaguars put in a request to interview Kevin O'Connell yesterday, and they were told, "Yeah, idiots! You had to put that request in before the divisional which round." Which why the
0: Vikings started to do it, which I didn't know about. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: very smart. So that's why the yeah, that's why the Vikings. Late the Jaguars the and
0: I were on smart. the same page. Yeah, yeah, you had to do that.
1: <laughs> Jags like, oh, okay. Uh, like, what an idiot franchise that is. Also, did you guys see any of the the, the Ryan Poles press conference with the Bears today? Oh, was yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, it yeah. was rough. He, yeah, was he was like reading, reading off a thing. piece of paper, and yeah. at one point he said, "You know, we're going to build through the draft and be." He used some like cliche. We're going to build through the draft and uh, be selective yeah. in free agency. It's like I don't know. Okay, this first press conference, nervous. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, but at least at least Quessy went up there with. Oh, he was full good. confidence and just the ability. to like, really like good. He, he was owned great in that room. He wasn't nervous at nope. all. Like nope, if nope. we're just grading off the press conferences. Vikings definitely have the lead on the Bears. speaking start. in public is can be difficult, so you I don't know you better get used to it though yeah. if you're an n f l general well manager. yeah, you're yeah no be speaking in about front it. of rooms of players and yeah no oh. definitely oh, so well, I think uh I think that's so a wrap for us here, boys it's a little impromptu purple after dark episode oh there's plenty of
0: time for latest. more news to break there's plenty of time yeah. for reckless speculation.
1: <laughs> I am torn here, though. I am totally torn. Yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment section. What do you guys think? Who would you, so Harbaugh, O'Connell, Raheem Morris, Pat Graham? Rank them, I guess. Let us know, and uh, we'll hit you back tomorrow on Purple Daily here. And if you're new, welcome in. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We say that in every episode of Purple Daily. So, um, you know, hiring a new coach is a good step in the right direction. Got to have a coach if you want to win a Super Bowl. That would help. That's- Pretty tough. Tough if you don't have one. So, all right, boys. Cheers to Surly. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.